Welcome to Baltimore Sports Today. It is Friday, June 7th, 2019. I'm Zach Wilt, and I'm joined as always by my good pal, Jabby Burns. How are you, Jab? I'm doing great, Zach. Uh, June 7th. Um, June 7th. That day sure rings a bell from last year for me, uh, our family. Um, a lot of it was one of the one a day that I will go down in history for me, um, and I would imagine you as well, which we'll get into today. But uh, yeah, Zach, I'm really really excited. Glad to be back with you, and um, you know, just kind of let the let the uh, listeners know that we're not dead; we're still alive. <laughs> well, it's it's good to hear your voice. I hope <laughs> I hope that uh, I hope that the listeners feel the same way. That it's good to good to hear our voices again. Eh, they um, don't get a choice. We're putting it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good. It's good to talk to you, and and I figured we could uh, we could spend the the first couple of minutes just kind of reintroducing ourselves. Maybe somebody has listened for the first time is listening for the first time, or maybe uh, folks haven't listened in a, in a very long time and have forgotten about us, which is uh, very understandable given yep. the fact that it's been a little while. So I figured we'd spend the first couple of minutes, you know, kind of getting reacquainted. Well, uh, so well, what do you I think, think that's a good idea. I think it's a great idea, and I think. The people that are with us, the one and nines that are out there, they're, they're like, oh my gosh, you guys are back. That's cool. Um, when I say that, I mean your dad. And then like the rest <laughs> of the people out there that don't know us, it's just going to be kind of like a fresh fresh new podcast that you're going to put in there. Zach, I have to say this though off the top before we get into our little you know background bios. You kind of came up with this whole deal back in like 12. Let's, let's go farther back it's maybe earlier time. for you, right? And I feel like we've been cranking out shows and doing stuff, but like – who doesn't have a podcast? <laughs> I totally feel that way. I, I feel like I get on Twitter and um, there's there's 25 Orioles podcasts, and I remember trying to explain to people what a podcast was when we first started <laughs> doing this whole thing. It's my favorite is when my wife, the lovely Miss Burns, who, by the way, if we can somehow make it to tomorrow, Zach, it'll be Philip Rivers' many years together if we're able to do that, or, or as we talked about in the pre-show, Aubrey Huff's <laughs> 17 years together if we can make it. Congratulations. Happy anniversary. Yeah, she um, she's telling me about po- hey 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 uh, hey uh, well whatever my name is hey uh, do do you know about this you know they have podcasts on on, uh, on, on the I was like yeah uh, honey I've been doing one for I don't know ten years now that you've never listened to and I talk about you all the time but no biggie I'm glad that you figured out that NPR has a podcast wait wait don't tell probably gets a couple more hits than we do Zach at this point probably but um, I don't care I, I I love doing it and I love talking about this time of the year and the reason why I brought up June. Seventh, Zach, is one year from today, a little bit later in the day, we were hoisting – well, we weren't, but they were hoisting the cup out in Las Vegas. And my son Jackson won his uh, rec championship that same night and graduated from the lower school from Calvert, too. So it was quite a big day one year ago today. So uh, June 7th is big in our house. June 7th is huge, huge. I love it. That's awesome. I love the I love the personal side of that, too. Yes, sir. June 8th, probably a little bit bigger for you, but June 7th, uh, <laughs> not too shabby either. It's all right. All right, so let's 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 introduce yeah. ourselves, Jabby Burns. Not to say that we um, do a podcast because we're qualified to talk on the subjects <laughs> that we talk about, but I feel like we should kind of tell people sort of where we're coming from. So, uh, hello, my name is Zach Wilt. Uh, how are you, Jab? I'm good, um, Zach. All right, good. Uh, I so my background. I worked for uh, for the Mid Atlantic Sports Network, mm-hmm. Jab. That was my mm-hmm. my first job. I uh, worked for Masson for four years as a production assistant on the O's Extra Pre and Post Game Show. So, yep. big Tom to, Davis guy you are. Got to, yeah, TD and Rick Dempsey, Jim Hunter. That's how I, I got acquainted with uh, with those guys and and got familiar with um, you know kind of how things go in in the warehouse and and 
there Hunt with Valley. the Orioles. So Hunt Valley, yeah, especially Hunt Valley. That's where that's where they do the show when uh, the Orioles are on the road. So that's where I started. I uh, left from there and, and uh, went over to D.C. where I uh, was a producer for MLB mm. Network Radio and Sirius XM. I did that for five years. You got a lot of nuggets um, that you can't talk about in this podcast. I know that. <laughs> I think I can now. I think I think that uh, <laughs> statue of limitations. Yeah, it's been lifted, right? It's, I've been right, I've been tell me out of that Steve game Phillips for. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, nothing but good things to say about that guy. No, um, I actually did get butt dialed by somebody today uh, who works at MLB Network Radio, and you know what? S- since the statue of limitations has been lifted, I feel like I feel like I can share this, right? I can share it, right? Oh, uh, Mike Stanton, you know Mike Stanton. Uh, well, where Mike Stanton, the lefty, pitched for the Braves for years. Mike Stanton uh, butt dialed me and left me a, a voicemail that I, I I bet he has no idea that he left me today. So, um, wow. so so that's pretty funny. I texted a friend of mine who still works there, and we were kind of laughing about that whole thing. And um, so, what, is, so, what do you think yeah. Mike Stanton's doing right now? I wonder what he was doing when he accidentally called me well, at twelve forty-two. Like, he was like thinking, "Hey, maybe I can get on this show real quick." Call this guy <laughs> that was on his show a couple of years ago, maybe he can get me on. We could talk lefties uh, out of the pen. The Braves days with uh, Steve Avery and company. <laughs> hey, Stanton's clutch, man. Dude's clutch. Maybe clutch. I agree great, that. great guy. Uh, so that so that was my thing. Um, I did that for five years. Uh, all the while working on a little website called BaltimoreSportsReport.com. I did some guest blogging for MassInSports.com, which uh, they stopped doing this year. I, I, I don't quite know why they did that. I was thinking maybe regime change. Um, Not much they, to talk they stopped about. doing that. <laughs> um, but in 2015, Jab, I relocated from Maryland to Florida. Um, where I work at uh, a very large theme park that uh, that I always enjoyed going to as a kid Not and as an adult. <laughs> it's close. That's for all the West Coast people, by the way. That's pretty funny. That's close. Uh, Tell me yes. about you. Uh, well, first of all, I love Florida. I went down and saw you at said theme park, and it is a fantastic place and a great spot for you and your lovely wife. So couldn't be happier for you. And um, I have a feeling G Money, who, who's your father on this program, he will be probably joining you in a couple of years as well. I have a feeling because <laughs> you guys keep buying properties down he, there. And I'm he, not and mom, behind you. he and mom will be down here in a week hanging out, yes. so that'll be fun. It's always great, and and the so we've made some pilgrimages down there to the uh, we're a Siesta Key family, and we've kind of turned our uh, attention from there. But I, I came from San Diego, California, um, the mean streets of San Diego, California. Moved out here in two thousand and started to work at the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, worked in sales. Actually, went in the building there at three thirty three West Camden, knocked on the door, and said, "I will pick up trash." I didn't care. I said, <laughs> I love oh, "Just get me in this building. This place is amazing." You know, I, I just. I watched the Orioles from afar, but I just loved the ballpark and I thought it was amazing. So I actually did – I think I did start picking up trash. I didn't care. I filled season tickets uh, in 2001. I filled season ticket packages in November 2001. So that was my first year. First opening day was uh, the Orioles against the Red Sox at home. The next day I flew to San Diego and Hideo Noma threw a no-hitter against the Orioles <laughs> at Camden Yards, which I, ne- I still have never yet to see. Um a no hitter being, um, you know, performed in, in front of me. So it was uh, quite a night there. Uh, worked there till 2004. Really enjoyed it, but I had to realize that I had to actually get a degree. It turned out, um, uh, so I went back to the Harvard of the Mid Atlantic, known as Towson University, where uh, Zach and I are. Well, Zach's probably in the honor roll over there. I just barely skated by, um, <laughs> like Rodney Dangerfield did back in the day, and got my degree. Had a couple, knocked out a couple kids, and now I am a. Uh, I coached too many baseball teams at this point and I'm now a PE coach and baseball coach here locally in the Baltimore area. 
Um, actually doing what I really, really love. I'll get inside. I couldn't be happier with what I'm doing. Um, kind of fell into it. I've had 59 jobs, but this is the one that I think is going to stick. Um, really works out. And, um, I also love Tito's vodka and good Mexican food. So. <laughs> I love that. That's see, that's good. I, I should have added something dating, like that. Then, you know, we got to we got to kind of cross there. Maybe long walks right on the beach. Right. Yeah, and right. Tito's. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy Tito's and a carne asada burrito. Swipe right. See, that makes me feel old, man. I was never. I, I'm. I'm. I was never part of that. I know a lot of people in my generation are, were, whatever, but not. I don't know, man. I've been. I'm old. How easy is it? I actually had to like used to have to like write notes and pass it into class and say yes or no and all the different you know things where you'd be able to talk to ladies. But um, no, swiping right was not something I had to worry about. Like I said, seventeen years deep if if it can make it happen. By the way, that thing you hear in the background is my dog Manny. Now Manny <laughs> has been known to be in this program on many occasions. <laughs> Manny is now blind for two straight years and in, concu- and in concussion protocol all the time because all oh, he does no. is run balls and stuff. Oh. But he's not really concussed. He, he's the, it's an amazing. If you could, if I could do a youtube channel of just watching manny walk around and navigate throughout our home and outside you guys would love it but, uh, so anyway there's a little background on us here on this amazing orioles type podcast but what happened a year ago zach what happened a year ago a year ago today june 7th 2018 the washington capitals uh, became the Stanley Cup champions. And I feel like since we're talking uh, about ourselves here a little bit, Jab, we should talk about you know what it meant to us. And you and I became hockey fans and started following the Capitals around the same time, right? Yep. I mean, we, yep. we I feel like full disclosure here, I was not a lifelong suffering Capitals fan. Um, but, you know, I, I had watched for, how many years have we have we been watching hockey until they finally? At least we started, I mean, I've been watching a little bit. My kids started playing it, so I got into it even more when they started playing. Um, I was I grew up on the West Coast, so I grew up loving the Kings. Wayne Gretzky is my favorite athlete ever in any sport, so that's kind of where I the started. The Christmas ornament. Yeah, oh my God, so great. Oh God, I'll <laughs> kill somebody. They take that. I'll burn my house down, but I'll take Rhett Wayne out of the house. That's one hundred percent. I I really really started, but I really started getting into the Caps when I got out here, and I would probably stay around that two thousand ten. Um, starting in 12 and, and trust me I'm not pretending like you said we're not guys that been we're, we weren't in Landover and we were not trying to pretend like we were there with Rod Langway and the company nope. I, I get yeah it. I'm I not was. that guy and I'm older yeah. gentleman but I will say that hockey is something that playoff hockey I don't care who's playing I'm usually watching um, but watching the Caps go through what they had to go through on so many occasions and we had so many times that we talked about the fact that they were about to just get blown out somehow or they were the team they won the president's cup and then they were going to get blown out and the penguins were going to do us dirty again hmm. to do what they did last year even being if you remember think about that that ser- all the series down to nothing to start the first series against columbus i think it was was it columbus or carolina columbus. It was columbus yeah yeah so columbus down 2-0 everybody you know they're same old caps how many times have you heard that phrase oh same that, old caps. constantly it's constantly like the same old expos right the same yeah. thing the, um, the, the, the thing was that they had that. They came roaring back, and then they got it. Then Pittsburgh wins game one, and then you're like, oh, frickin' hey, here's Pittsburgh again. Boom. <laughs> Knock them out in six games. Then you get all this momentum into the Tampa series. Yep. You get up a couple, and all of a sudden Tampa reels off three straight, and now the Caps are down 3-2, and oh, God, it's over. Get groovy. Get everybody out of there. Hope he sucks. You know, <laughs> boom, bam. One of the greatest games I ever saw in that whole cup run was game six down in Tampa. Some of the most vicious hitting yeah best skating just i just watched that game on a loop and i knew once they got that one i'd have heard all i get it the caps lose all their games have game sevens blah 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 <laughs> blah blah. i felt pretty confident they were going to be able to do that and as soon as they got past that zach there ain't no way some dumb team that puts on a full-blown vegas 
act before their game so we yeah. can beat the Caps at this point. <laughs> I know. I felt that way, too. I felt like once they got into uh, the finals, once they were facing Vegas, uh, that that they had it locked up. And maybe and I shouldn't have been so one. confident. I know. And maybe maybe, maybe I shouldn't have been so confident. It but uh, It's like goals every five seconds. It was... It was fun, man, and, and I feel like kind of the the torture, the history that they had, where you know the they they were constantly losing in game sevens and and being disappointed, and the narrative around Alex Ovechkin kind of never being able to be a winner. It made it that much sweeter when when they won a year ago. I mean, I feel like I I felt you know that kind of vindication when when they won you know um it, it meant a lot then and and it was a fun ride watching them celebrate was a blast oh, uh i mean i i don't you know i'm biased because it's it's my team but i've never seen a team celebrate the way that the cap celebrated yeah. and and every stop i was i was like absolutely keep it up like i i want more of this yeah. they deserve this they deserve to uh you know swim in fountains and chug beers through sweatshirts and whatever oh, like yeah. it was awesome and by the way it's not a bad place to win it is in vegas when they're <laughs> no walking kidding. through the mandalay or wherever they were when obi's walking through with the cup in his hand by the way first of all i i've never i had a mini sand remember I, last year i took that mini stanley cup to work yes so a friend yep. of mine got me a mini i mean it's a legit i mean it couldn't be more legit except for not being the real one so i carried that thing around all day um that thing's freaking heavy. I, and Ovi was just throwing that thing around like it was nobody's business. I know he probably wasn't feeling any pain after a couple of BLs or whatever they were doing. But to win it in Vegas, knowing that it was kind of a little bit earlier for, you know, it was late here for us, but probably seven, eight o'clock there, Vegas time, uh, those guys went late, I would oh, say. Oh, yeah. See, seeing them at the Nats game the oh, next day. Oh, my God. Uh, how many beers did they pound? That's right. They flew back, went to the Nats day game. It was 788. It was. <laughs> And yep. those guys were just pounding BLs like they've never seen them in their life. And then <laughs> they, they all stacked up. To that, I think they went in the fountains over in uh, yep. Georgetown yep. to Pamplona and some of the other haunts out there in the northern Virginia area. They did not miss a beat when no. it came to uh, – They got their that. money's worth. Yeah. And we did too, because I was I was soaking it up, man. I was. Where did you watch them them win it? Were you at home? Did you go out? What did you do? So great. So we got home from winning the the uh, rec game. Got home, kind of fired up a little bit. Started watching the game, and that game kind of went back and forth. And when Smith Pelly scored to tie it, I think I think Smith Pelly scored to tie it. We were at a buddy's house down the street who we actually beat, and we actually took the we kind of trolled them a little bit. We took the trophy from his house. So it was kind of lame, <laughs> but anyway, um, he's a good buddy of mine. It was kind of fun. He wins all the time. So uh, we went over there, hung out, watched. The second period and then came back and watched through and there's not a better feeling than being able to watch it with your kids and, and and knowing that your kids play hockey and how fired up they were out of school just it my my father-in-law you and you've met fred and, and patty or my father my mother-in-law they were here from san diego i feel like they're here all the time um and it was just it's it's an amazing experience that i'll never forget and i kept telling my son jackson jackson please i know that you're you know 10 or 11 at the time please relish this just enjoy mm -hmm. it please soak it in i know i'm sound like an old man on the front of the you know in the front yard just do it because the teams that we root for son yeah. they usually don't this doesn't happen we root for the orioles together he's an arizona cardinals fan don't ask me why david johnson <laughs> fantasy um i'm a charger fan i've got back on that zach we'll talk about that all right i want to talk program. about that 
But, um, you know, I just I root for losers. That's what it comes down to. I root for losers and I'm not a Patriots guy. I'm not a Bruins guy. So unless you're the one up there in the Northeast, you're not going to win. So I wanted him to understand how hard it is for these guys to win because we didn't win. I always say I didn't win, but I'm so happy. I was more happy. I think you pointed you said it perfectly. We were so happy for those guys. And I oh feel my like gosh. That, yeah. You know, to see those guys and see those guys grind and do everything, especially Ovi. I'm a big Backstrom guy. I love TJ Oshi. That whole team was very likable. I think that's what oh, yeah. needs to do. Yep. Yep. Oh, man. It, it, yeah, where were you guys? So I, you were, what, I couldn't you were get enough of it. Out? I was. So it's funny. My sister was here, uh, here being in, in Orlando um, during games one and two. So her and I went went out to watch those games, um, which was fun i i think it you know it's it's interesting when you're not in the in the city you know because yeah. you, you run the risk of of coming into contact with fans of the opposing team uh which which or we did tampa fans by, by or, mistake, or too, bitter right? tampa yeah. fans yeah true true um so we we did you know run into some uh some vegas fans and um you know it was it was tense watching those games in public and um when when my sister maddie went went back home i told my wife that i'm like i want to watch the rest of the series from our couch you know <laughs> that, that was fun it was also excruciating um i'm i'm a very nervous fan uh what watching the orioles in the playoffs i was not the most enjoyable person <laughs> to be around um and and that was similar when the caps were making their run last year so uh, so I distinctly remember sitting here, kind of watching the clock run out, and and um, and watching them clinch next to my wife, who worked for the Caps for a little while. So um, oh, yeah. she's not a huge sports fan, but uh, but the Capitals are probably the team that she knows the most about and yep. cares the most about. So it was really special to just sit here in in my own place on my own. TV uh, yeah. and and get up, go to the uh, the fridge, grab some champagne and, and drink <laughs> yeah. some champagne straight from the bottle with her, and then Aww. celebrate. So and she has a lot of friends too, like within the organization and just all the other stuff that you know she was a part of there too. That she's really happy for a lot of posting with for them too. So that, that's actually great too because there's so many support staff and people that are involved with it. Tickets. I have some friends that work together. Like just it's great. It's just great. Twi- Twitter's everybody. been fun today. I've seen you know I yep. I I worked with uh, a, a few guys that. Um, you know, also did some work with the Caps, and they were taking pictures with the rings today, which oh. they they all got. And oh, got and, rings! Like the freaking junkies got rings. Did they really? I didn't know that. Yes, all Dang. four of them got the big sellers. And Ted went crazy, huh? Well, he's not going to give one out for the Wizards. I know that. So we'll be happy for a while there. Uh, uh, so I'm glad. So you put this in here. Which cha- which team do you think? So I'll ask you this question because you did all this jam, damn pregame stuff. Thank you. <laughs> What championship team do you see winning the next one? Now, you're, you're let's be honest, you're a Ravens fan too. Yeah, so I, I would include the Ravens in there, and and this is a discussion that I that I want to have. Um, you know, who who are who who are those teams, right? Like, it, if for some reason the Wizards reel one off, I'm not going to count that for me, or the Magic for for you, you know my about. my standpoint here. I'm not going to jump on the Magic bandwagon if they uh, suddenly get good. I don't think we have to worry about it, like you said. But um, so I I would I would say you know be the Ravens. Uh, the Capitals and the Orioles would be my three teams, and I, I really I love what you what you said there. Um, you know, talking to your kids about making sure they relish it because that's actually how this got brought up um, this morning. Rebecca, my wife, and I were talking about it being a year um, since the Caps won, and and um, we we're expecting a baby in October. And I said, yes. who, do, who do you think? 
you know, which team do you think our uh, our girl's going to see win a championship first? Um, and uh, she was like, I don't know. Who, you know, who do you think? And um, my answer, well, actually, I want you to answer first, and then I'll get my answer, because my answer might be kind of kind of surprising. So I, w- I want you to answer first. Okay, let me tell you. The easy question is to say the Orioles. But, I mean, I'm sorry, not definitely not the Orioles. Um, the easy one for you would be the Ravens. And here's here's my, my one caveat for, for our girl, uh, Oshi, who we're going to name her now Oshi for now. Okay. <laughs> Let's say Oshi is born, and That's not the name. Not but my parents don't know the name. I feel like I should tell them that's not oh, yeah, the name. But go ahead. Yeah, that's my name. That's Uncle Jabby's name for, for for your daughter um she comes out she's not gonna be a ravens fan i know it's gonna it's really difficult for you even if she you know wants to like you know check in on the red zone and everything like that you're not moving from fla as far as i know for a long period of time let alone moving back here okay i know you have a lot of people but people are gonna move down there you have family gonna move. i'm telling you florida's gonna be your jam so it's gonna be very difficult for her to say the ravens so for you it still will probably be the ravens probably right huh. but for Oshi, it's not going to be she's gonna be on board with some other team <laughs> whether you know whether she picks up on the dolphins whether she picks up on the bucks you know maybe with some other south florida team or maybe she just, just becomes a big college football fan and she finds some teams there regardless i don't think that's it the orlando magic is not going to win the championship but <laughs> They're going to be really good for a couple of years. I'm not really? going to bore NBA people. All right. They have a young team. They made the playoffs this year, and I actually like with the way the direction they're going, and I actually think they're going to be okay. But they're not going to win an NBA championship because you have to have three sillies on a team. They don't have three sillies. They have DJ Augustine. So the next one would have to actually come back to would have to be the Caps again, and here's my reason why. I think the Caps had the team this year to – make a run i think that the nhl was kind of watered down this year in a way and i'm not giving i'm not trying to give any disrespect towards the bruins which i hate yeah, or st st louis who i'm definitely rooting for because they've me been too. a team since 66 and i'm really mm-hmm. really excited for them and i'm not pretending i know one player i know brett hall was really good at 93 <laughs> saga hop really good with brett hall. <laughs> but i think the caps is your answer i think because of the way that the playoffs work because of the way that ted spends because of the way that they are constructed with young, really, really good players, and that hockey is one of those things where you just have to get in. You don't have to be the one seed; you just get in, and you can make a run. You know, they always say, "Be the hot team." It's almost like the NCAA tournament. Um, I think that that is probably your your best. What you want me to say is the Orioles, and I want to say it for <laughs> you, but we are so far away, and I can't wait till we begin to talk about them and this draft and how I disagree with the first pick. Uh, really? Wow! All right, I can't wait to hear about that too, because um, I I did not know that, uh, but. This is uh, this is a fun one, and and I feel like I feel like the Caps are the smartest answer, just because they still have the pieces to be a, a championship team. The, the Orioles are trying to build that team. Um, you know, I, I think the the Ravens are kind of in the middle of the two. You know, um, yeah. Do do you believe that Lamar can be that guy that that leads that team? I don't either. Um, so th- that's why they weren't the answer when um, when Rebecca asked me that this morning. I actually did say the Orioles, and I'm on, I'm on board the hype train here, uh, obviously. But I, I believe in what Michael Elias is doing, um, and I, I think that we've seen the blueprint from teams like the Astros and from teams like the Cubs, and that that's the method that uh, that that they're going with, and um, and and I I hope and think that it'll pay off. And I I think you know I think the Caps is a good answer, but I think man I think everything's got to work out in hockey. Like we 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 saw that and. Some Sometimes it does for, for, you know, freaking penguins went back to back and, and sometimes it does line up for you twice like that. 
Um, but man, I feel like the hockey playoffs are just so tough and you, you can have a great team, but you also need to have luck on your side too. So, um, so I don't know that that's why. And also I'm, I, I'm optimistic about the direction that the Orioles are headed in. So I, I said the Orioles with that said, I think it's going to be a little while before, uh, before that happens. So, yeah. And I would say for me, so I, the Chargers, I'm back on with the Chargers. I had a small dalliance with the Tennessee Titans for a minute. Cause I was really, really upset that the Chargers left for a terrible place like LA, which <laughs> I'll be in August 2nd, by the way, I gotta tell you about that. That's an Ooh. amazing story. All right. Uh, I'm going to see BP on the field with Orioles, uh, pod or Orioles. I wish, uh, Padres Dodgers. Wow. We went around. It's a long story. But That's awesome. Second. We're going to be sitting with Larry King basically after. So, <laughs> nice. we, got, we got hooked. <laughs> nice. Anyway, um, I, I think it's going to be the L.A. Chargers for me because I think that they're about as close. They're, they have a roster. They almost remind me of the Caps a lot <clears throat> in regards to they have a roster right now. And if you talk to every NFL you know, guy, scout, guru out there, the, the Chargers would be in the top five. Um, player for player, depth-wise, everything, right? So you have everything in place there to do it. The question is the Chargers choke all the time. So I'm going to actually put them as number two because I do think it's the Caps, but I think the Chargers are pretty close. My Orioles angle is this. I like I, – I, listen, I can't not love the kid Adley. There's there's nothing about him that you you can't love, right? He's amazing. He's great on camera. He does everything. He checks all the boxes. For the Orioles, the Orioles, if he's so good, right, if he's the next generation's Bryce Harper, whatever you want, whatever comp you want to put on him, he is going to be here then in two years. This team's not ready in two years, anyways, right? My thought on the Bobby Witt was I heard from very, very close friends of ours um, who still scouts for the Orioles. He had him as a rated higher in regards to because what he can do both. They don't know if he's going to be a pitcher or a shortstop. He's ranked as a 70. You know how the scouts were, 20 to 70. He's got a 70 grade as a defender. I mean, that's crazy. Hmm. And I think it's going to take him a little bit longer time. You get him in the system. You get him under Elias's. I love what Elias is doing. Don't get me wrong. I just think that the pick itself, you had – I think the Orioles in every other year take Bobby Whip, But because Adley was such the number one, you had to have this guy is the guy. is a franchise-changing guy. That's the why the why they went with him. I do think there was a lot of discussions within the warehouse of maybe going in another direction, but I think in the end the right call for them and this especially being the safest great pick that you can get is Adley. I would have maybe gone another way, but it's totally. I mean, listen, the kid's probably going to be amazing. I also don't like catchers one ones either, just because the catcher's going to end up playing, you know, a corner outfield position, DH or first base at some point in his career. Um, no matter how great he is, you just can't keep a catcher behind there and be able to get the you know, the offensive firepower that you're going to get. The last guy that was able to do that, I mean, I can't even think of the last just amazing catcher slash hitter, too, for what the numbers he's putting up. Like, you can say Pudge kind of – he's not Pudge level defensively, right? He's probably a better hitter. But, you know, I, I mean, Johnny Bench, I mean, I don't want to go too deep on this, but I'm just trying to think of when was the last catcher that was really a, a game-changing type player. And Bobby Witt Jr. could be whether he was pitching or playing shortstop. Again, it's a high school kid. Uh, that's just my thing. I always lean young when it comes to that. But – this guy is a once-in-generation talent, so I, I could totally see why the Orioles went that way. So would you worry? I mean, I, I guess I'm still a little concerned because I haven't seen um, the the development of young guys. Would you worry about taking a high schooler over, over a college player who's closer? Not like now. to me, you don't think so? You, you think not, they've not, made that, mu- the that many changes? I think that with the groups they have now, it's different. If the okay. guys that they had before, yes, I was terrified. Plus, they would have boxed that pick anyways. Um, the guys that they have <laughs> That's true. Now, they wouldn't have even made the right pick anyway. Just, just look what they did too, Zach. I mean they, they basically went and drafted catchers 
shortstops, and center fielders. Up the middle, yep. Now, this draft was also one of the worst drafts for college pitchers. Right, yep. So, sure was. But here's the thing. We need pitching, right? But they didn't go out there and say, well, we need pitching, so we have to do it. This was as close to a Ravens-type draft that the Orioles have had Honestly, since since Dan since Dan was here, I well, mean, they honestly, need they need to stockpile they, talent. They need I mean, everything, right? They yeah. just need to get players. The other thing that I really really took, and I and I'm not saying that I came up with this because I didn't because I was listening to some of the guys, but it makes sense because of the analytics, because of the shift. You draft hitters now. You find oh, yeah. positions. Look at the Dodgers. Yeah, the Dodgers have a bunch of guys that rake. But they don't really have a position. But you don't need a position. You well, don't need Robbie Alomar to play second base anymore because you got a guy who's standing right next to him when the lefty's up. Well, and and the other thing, you know, from, from the other perspective there is that start, you know, you talk about drafting starters, and let's just say there was an equally or, or you know, a, a really good starter that was available too. Starters are becoming less and less valuable yep. nowadays in the uh, in major leagues. You know, you're not you're not drafting a starter expecting him to anchor a rotation and pitch 250 innings a year anymore. I mean, that's just not the way it works. Um, the, the, the value that you're going to get is going to be from, from the offense. And who knows by the time, uh, by the time Adley gets up, you know, cause they, they talk so highly of his, uh, pitch framing. I mean, there might be yeah. rule changes or whatever yeah. that, that, that might, they might throw all that out the window, but it's about the offense. I, I mean, that's, uh-huh. that's really what it's about. If he never catches a, an inning, I, yeah, I, I think care. that it doesn't matter because they were going for the bat. Yeah, and he and listen. I'm, I'm I'm not trying to downplay Adley by any stretch of imagination. Maybe it sounds like it. I'm not. I'm just saying that the Orioles are so much so they're far, far away. They're far. Yeah, definitely. That even if he comes up, they're still going to be pretty. You know, bottom of the division at this point, based on what they have now. But I mean, I'm excited. Like I think that's exciting. That Absolutely. that yeah that that they can take their time with him because they are far. They can let him absolutely dominate at the different levels um, because they are far, and then they can really get him acquainted to the big leagues before you know they they put a team on the field around him that they expect him to to anchor or to lead to uh, you know a playoff run. So, um, so I, I hear what you're saying, and and I think that it's fresh in our minds because we just saw Manny Machado leave, but. You know the the Orioles. I mean, they've rushed Manny Machado up here. I, I, you know, we remember them making the run in 2012, right? And and remember what happened when when they brought him up here, and and that's why you know they lost him so quickly. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case with uh, with with Adley Rushman, just because they're not in that situation. You know, they yeah. they can take their time with him, and they can let him absolutely rake and. Um, you know, if, if they end up in a in a situation <laughs> kind of like the Blue Jays with uh, with Vlad Jr., yep. you know, they can wait those few weeks and and yeah. save that extra year of service time and bring them up when uh, when you know whatever that date is in in April. It's like the first three weeks or something like that because because yeah. it probably won't matter for them. They probably will not be a competitive team by the time he's ready. No, and conversely, the pods did the opposite thing, right? So they had a chance this year. They feel like they're going to go for it a little bit more. They're they're adding payroll. They're doing these things, and they got Manny for as much as it's a ten year deal. I think it's a four year deal for Manny because I think he's going to leave because he has an opt out. I mean, it's a weird weird concept, Bryce Harper. It's an opt out, hmm. um, and you know, so he they, they have a small window. So their their thought is, all right, we'll bring Tatis up. We'll have Paddock get out here. You know, we'll have this Naylor guy come up too. It's different than where the Orioles were. The other thing yeah. is you want to do is with Adley is if he's such this ballyhoo guy you don't want him coming out of spring training on your team anyways because a and this is from a ticket side of things a you have you're already selling out opening day so there's no reason to have him up there for no you want to use that as a gate too 
right? right. So when he gets brought up, that's going to be a pretty close to sold out. I remember Matt Weeders, whenever yeah, Manny was huge. brought up and all those guys. You want to bring those guys up later in the year. I get it, I get it, it's only one gate, but you got to remember, I've been to Camden Yards this year. There's not a lot of people there. And they still have to kind of come up with some, you know, something for the, the fans to be excited about. So that there's there's a, that component as well. But I agree with you. I think he will start at short. I think he'll start uh, Shorebirds is what I think. I don't think they'll even take. I don't think he'll start at Aberdeen. Sometimes they yeah. do that to kind of help Gates there. I think there's enough guys in this draft that they, they will have there at Aberdeen. I think he'll start down Delmarva, which I think would be a good spot for him. Most of the guys start down there. I've been down there a couple times. Scope, you know, all the guys that played down there, they're all on the um, – you know, you walk in the hallways to talk about there. I think he'll end up at Bowie, and I think honestly, I don't even think he'll see Triple A, Zach. I think basically a lot of your prospects are staying down in Bowie, and then they're yep. being brought up from there. So, um, I still think there's four or five other guys I'd like to see before him, um, before he moves his way through here. You know, one of them being the the kid Gabby, who's just I guess blowing everybody away down there in the minor league. So the Orioles are doing some things with the guys, but I'm going to tell you this: Elias wants to see if these guys can play. He didn't draft these guys. He didn't draft your Mount Castles. He didn't draft. He yeah. didn't draft the bad yep. body of DJ Stewart. He didn't draft all some of these other guys that they're you know they're pinning their quote unquote hopes on, or some Oriole fans are. I don't think that a lot of these guys are going to be sticking around. I think these guys are going to be brought up, see if they can play or not, and I think that they're going to find a way to get it out because I think that this with this Elias, I'll say this: he has some juice, way more juice than I anticipated he would have. That could, there's two things behind that. One, Mr. Angelos is in very, very poor health, which we've been saying for over a year, right? So he's kind of stepped back completely. The kids don't really want to have anything to do with it. They're letting the, – they basically said, you know, Elias, this is yours. I mean, you you go ahead and do whatever you want with it, but we were, we're basically counting on you as the baseball guy. And that's something that you and I have been talking about for years. Just just let your baseball guys do it. Yeah, and, and they and, got the they got the best. I mean, look what the Astros – I mean, if you just look what the Astros did in the drafts I and mean, even before with, with Cardinals – you, you can't – I mean it's a blueprint. I mean these guys yep. do a good job in the draft. And the best part is also he talked about it today on the radio. Uh, I think it's July 2nd is International Signing Day. He's wearing a shirt called J2 and they were trying to figure out what it was. That's how excited he is about the international draft. When was the last time you heard about the Orioles talking about the international <laughs> Yeah, it's been a while. The the whole mentality of the franchise has totally changed. And it's got to be love. You have to love this because this is what you've been asking for as long as we've been doing this show. I do. And, that, and that's why that's why I'm excited. That's why I'm hyped up. That's why I think that they'll be the team. They'll be the team that we'll, that we'll see. You know, I, I hope. I hope. They're following the blueprint of, of teams that, that do it right. So... Um, I, I do want to talk a little bit more about Rutschman, uh, just, yeah. just because, you know, there's, I've read just about everything online about him and watched the clips of him getting walked with the bases loaded and, you know, all of, all of the fun stuff. Um, obviously when you, when you draft a catcher, uh, first up, you get comparisons to Matt Wieters. How was that talk in, in Baltimore? I know you're a big sports mm. radio junkie, so. How was that, and what's your reaction heard, to that? I'll be frank with you. I haven't heard a lot about Jesus and Cleats' comparisons to Maurer with power. I honestly haven't heard that as much because I think people were soured with the way the thing Weeders turned out. I'm sorry. Matt was, I think, a four-time All-Star. Yeah. I mean, it's not his fault that he wasn't Maurer with power. It's not his fault he wasn't Jesus and Cleats. He's a really good damn good baseball player. Guess what? He's still playing, and – and he's still out there. He just wasn't the guy that everybody hoped they would be. I think this guy, based on what I've seen, based on his work ethic, that's something that I think Matt struggled with a little bit, honestly. I think this guy will have it there. I think this guy is, is hungry. I think he has a little bit different mentality. I think his background's a little bit different. I just feel like this kid is one of those once-in-a-generation type players 
that you just you couldn't pass up, right? I mean, I'm not I can't tell you what Bobby Witt Jr. is going to do. I can tell you this: unless Rushman gets hurt, I would be shocked if he became some type of bust. I think he's going to outdo whatever Weeders did here in Baltimore. But no, I don't think anybody. I think everybody was really really excited that that they got Rushman. I think that everybody that's who everybody wanted in general because that's the only guy that anybody really knows or talks about. Yeah, there are some guys in the baseball circles that. I talked to that would have taken the taken the younger guy too, so maybe that's you know I'm leaning on a little bit more of the scouting side of things than, than the actual uh, emotion of it. Um, I, I I don't know. I don't think I, I basically to answer your question, I haven't heard that very often just because Matt Weider's so in the rearview mirror for a lot of Oriole fans. Okay. All right, that, that's good. I'm glad to hear that because I think the comparisons are they, the only thing that they share is that the Orioles drafted catchers in the first round, in my opinion. I mean, that, that, that's, that's it. it. Like, and that's Matt the wasn't only one thing. One either was he? No, nope, yeah. nope. They were their last. They've only had what two one ones. It was Ben McDonald. Ben, yeah. So, ben. Yeah. Um, and he, by the way, is I could listen to him talk. I could listen to him read the phone book. He's so good on the air. Oh, he so did. Good. Yeah, he did. So he does a good job. Uh, I, I also like having a guy that, that is a champion, you know, like that, that has been on a winning team. I know at an, at any level, I think that's really big. Um, so that's something that, that I think is enticing about this pick. Uh, he's very likable. I mean, it's really hard. I saw a big old thing that Reynolds did with him and he's just really likable too. Uh, and uh, I love that. I love that. Uh, you know, <laughs> I know, I keep mentioning uh, my wife, Rebecca, one of the things she asked me, you know, because I was obviously yeah, she's hyped getting up a lot of runs. You know? I know that never happens. Right. Stop. She was asking me, she's like, do you think that, you know, these players who are the best, they get drafted by the worst teams are disappointed to get drafted by the worst teams? And, and I think that's a that's a fair question. Right. I, th- right. I think they're you know, we've seen that in history. Um, you know, <laughs> think about John Elway and the Colts. Right. Um but uh, you know what? What do, what do you think about that? To, to me, I I think of uh, if I were in that spot, I would look at this franchise and see the direction that they're headed, and the guy who is leading that direction, and think, uh, actually, this this is a pretty great place for me to be. Especially when you look further down the draft board and see some of the other organizations that you could go to instead. Yeah, I, I, here's my thing with baseball. I think baseball players understand that it's not like like Zion Williamson. I'm going to use that. Zion Williamson is a basketball player for people that don't know who he is. And I don't know how. If you haven't watched ESPN during March, you'd probably know who Zion Williamson is because they couldn't stop talking about him. Um, he went. He's going to end up probably end up with the, uh, the Pelicans. They got the first pick overall, right? That's a guy that maybe is like, Jesus, Orleans, <laughs> right. the eyebrow, the, the eyebrow is going to be gone. You know, they're talking about, oh, geez. But so I could see that. An NFL guy, great example when you talked about Eli Manning, who I'll hate for the rest of my life, decided he didn't want to play in San Diego, wanted to go to New York. Well, guess what? <laughs> it worked out for him. He's got two rings, blah, blah, blah. But I think that that's a little bit different, baseball-wise. I don't care who you are. I mean, when Harper was drafted by the Nationals, they were pathetic. And when yeah. Strasburg was drafted, they were awful. And that's, I think, a little bit different because you know it's going to take time. Plus, in baseball – like no other no other sport. I know people will, will fight with me about this than than in, than in um than football. It's so much more of the team. If you're a pitcher, you pitch every five days. If you're a batter, you're going to hit every you know maybe fit fit four times in a game. So you only have that many opportunities. Plus, it's a sport that you fail. 
Right. I mean, it's a full-blown failure sport. And I keep trying to tell kids this as, as a coach that, like, you're going to fail, but that one time you get a base hit or the one time you back up that throw to third base, you know, even at the smaller levels, that is a big play that you don't you don't have to worry about that. It's not a, it's a sexy play, but that. So there's so many different ways you can win in baseball as a team guy. And that's what I do like about what they've done is going up the middle. I, I just love the fact that you build your team up the middle. You just yeah. have to. And I know pitching is the next thing. People say, well, what about pitching? Well, there wasn't pitchers. So why are they going to go draft guys just because they need pitchers? If they yeah. weren't on their board, they got they time. happy with it. Sorry. <laughs> draft 59 shortstops. Because yep. guess what? 59 shortstops turn into A center fielders yep. or second baseman or third baseman. Yeah. That's a position that your best athlete on the field usually plays. If you're telling me we drafted one, two, three, three in the first 10 rounds of the draft – I'm okay with that. And the other people are center fielders, right? And then you got, what, I think three catchers. Plus, look at the names that they went after. Gunner Henderson. Gunner Henderson. Gunner Henderson is money. Oh, I'm sorry about – you don't know anything about Maverick Hadley, do you? And I'm sorry. This is my favorite catcher's name, maybe in the history. I love the name Jordan. Jordan Cannon is his name. Cannon. Cannon. So if you don't think they know what they're doing on a bunch of things, I know they got some killer names. And I know Rock and all the beat writers had a really good time with that. But, I mean, just goes to my point that they, that's what they went with, right? They went with stuff up the middle. They went with positions. They went with players. They went with athletes because these guys probably aren't going to play those positions. Guess what? Ryan Mountcastle was drafted as a shortstop. He's playing left field right now. Yeah. I told you that from when he got drafted. There's no way yep. he's going to be able to play. But he can rake. And when you can rake, you can play. And that's the thing. That's the best way to get to the big leagues is to hit. I'm sorry. It just is. Uh, no, definitely. You're you're absolutely right. And I think that fans should worry a lot less about what the Orioles need right now uh, because I think what they need is a strong farm system. So um, stop worrying about position players and oh, so different positions and holes in different areas. The other thing, too, I would advise is don't fall in love with anybody on the big league roster. You know, I mean, uh, anybody who's good on the – on the big league I, roster? I, no, right I, now, anybody, 25? anyone. Yeah, on the twenty-five Trey man. Mancini's great. He won't be here when they're good. I, Trey Mancini doing great is fantastic because uh, I, I'm personally not a huge believer in Trey Mancini. So the the better he does, the the quicker they can uh, can get something you know valuable wow. for for him. That, hey, that's my opinion. Very unpopular opinion, I think, because <laughs> I think he's very much loved there, but. Uh, whatever you know. If you don't, he doesn't know. He doesn't have a position, and he's not going to be on this roster when they're good again. So he's a seven hitter on a good team. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. And he's good. He's fine. And I like but hey, him. man, hit, hit, you don't have to have a position. Hit hit good at the trade deadline, and they can find they can find something for you. I so. always tell you, if you played four years in college, you're not going to be a star. And I love it. I, I think it's great that he went four years. I think Notre Dame's a fantastic spot. Trey Mancini seems like nothing but a great dude, but he's not. Here's the, here's the thing here is we're kind of getting closer to wrapping up. I want to say this. You put this down here. Yeah, so Adley was the first catcher to go number one overall since Joe Maurer. Okay? Yep. We know what Joe, Joe Maurer did. If Adley has a career like Joe Maurer, Hour, is that a, is that good enough for Oriole fans? Mm, is that good enough for Oriole fans? I don't think that'll be good enough for okay, Oriole fans. Okay, screw them. Who cares about Oriole fans? Is it good enough for you? Uh, hold on, let me let me look up Joe Maurer real quick because I, I my gut says yes, but I just want to look at Baseball Reference real quick before now I say remember. That. And you, you go ahead. He remember he was a really really good catcher coming out. He became a he's a really really good hitter, um, but he was never the most dominant player at his position. My question is, is can Adley have that without being the most dominant catcher at his position? And then I'll ask you, who is the most dominant catcher at their position right now? Because if you say Gabby Ooh. Sanchez, I'm going to come through this phone thing right now and attack you. He's the worst defensive catcher I've ever watched. Uh, 
55 war over 15 seasons for Joe Maurer. Won an MVP. 15 years? Over, yeah, 15 seasons. 2004 to 2018. Uh, MVP in 2009. Is a one, two, three, four, five, six-time All-Star. That's not up to him. Uh, yeah, see, I mean, that's the thing, right? But that's not up to him. That, that's a team twins game. Were, I mean, the twins, twins were terrible then. Let's see. Let's see how many playoff appearances. I think the uh, Mivip actually helps him there. I think the Mivip actually definitely increases his value. Oh, he's absolutely. Hall of he's Hall Look, of really good, right? If you draft a guy who becomes an MVP, I mean, you can't complain. I, I, don't, I don't think you can complain. Four playoff appearances for Maurer. One of them was a was a wild card loss though in 2017. So let me give um, you another three stat playoff series. Draft. I'm going to give you another stat before you give me your answer, Joe Maurer. Uh, Barry Slugluva, I think Slugluva. I can't ever say his name right, but he writes for the Washington Post. He's really, really good. Good baseball guy. Um, Boswell's like right hand man down there in the Washington Post. He said the all the drafts that they done, they did a bunch of research. If you have three of forty, so there's forty rounds of the draft now. Mm-hmm. If three of those players make the major leagues, that's the average. It's the average of there's an average of three of forty make it out of any draft. If you have six. That's like a, a, that's like a amazing like no unheard of loses yeah. his mind yeah, yeah. You get six guys to make it so that's the thing they draft forty guys hoping three make the big right. leagues that's not even saying they're any good they just made the big leagues that's crazy yep yep that is crazy yeah. shows you how hard the sport is keep telling people it's it not is easy. hard yeah yep if he if he becomes an MVP like Joe Maurer I, I think he I think it's worth it yeah he'll be the pretty MVP happy completely changes it and he played 15 years that's the other thing too Maurer I think and he was banged up at the end most of the time yeah well of course yeah. he is he's catching yeah that's 160 yep. games that's the other thing too is that they really need to kind of get out there and I mean I know everybody's fired up about Cisco being brought up and stuff like that you just take a look at him and watch the difference between him and Cisco and everybody remember how many thought Cisco was the next coming <laughs> I do Wait until you watch this kid and I know that I said that I would have took wit but just watch this kid he's he has it. He has that it factor. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm a scout. I watch a lot of baseball and he just has that it factor. And I think guys rally around him too. I don't think he's a rah-rah guy. I think he's one of those guys that you rally around because he is that leader and you, you know, he doesn't have to say it. It's almost like when Adam was here. Adam was a little bit more vocal. Mm. By the way, you know, I want, be, I wanted to ask you about good, him. Yeah, I wanted yeah, to. I, pretty good. I, I, and I, I was going to save it for another pod, but you brought it up. So I, I did want to okay. ask you. That's a good way to close. Mistake letting Adam Jones go? No. Adam would be not? not doing what he's doing here. He's not really helping. There's no outfielders here because Mullins really never made it, right? So there's nobody here that he could really be a big brother for or anything. And all these players, as you pointed out, aren't going to be on this team anyways. So in the end, he's not really helping anybody. Yeah, um, I totally agree. Thrilled for Adam Jones. Love um, it. I couldn't be happier. And Arizona's fun. I love Arizona. Totally, That's a great spot for him. Totally deserves it. Uh, I don't think it was a, the wrong move for the Why, franchise. Have you seen people on Twitter saying like, "Oh, I can't believe they let him go." Uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen a little bit of, "Oh, you know, could use a could use a veteran." Uh, I guess. Well, I think him also signing so late was really tough, but everybody signed so late because there was a lot of like I think other teams made a mistake by not grabbing him. I no, that I agree with. Yeah, hey, that hello, I agree Cleveland with. Indians. They they let. Oh well, man, <laughs> you want to talk about the Indians? What a what a freaking mess that is. Um, we were we were all we all missed that one in the uh, the prediction show. Um, I think did somebody I'm did somebody pick this. the twins? Did you pick I the have, twins? I definitely have the twins in the wild card because okay. again, he was on the twins. My goodness, they were 
Jonathan Scopes on the Twins, correct? Your so boy. I'm pretty sure he's my guy. And by the way, he's raking again. Just, I mean, normally I'm not raking like crazy, but I don't care. Nelson Cruz goes anywhere and he hits homers. That's all that guy does. <laughs> oh, I missed the 2000. Oh, I missed that team so bad. All right, this was fun, dude. This, this was, awesome. was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. And uh, tell everybody you're having a baby. I didn't think that was coming out. Yeah. Oh straight. yeah. Sure. Um, Why not? They all. They, they should Mike know. Stanton. Yeah, I know. I know. You gotta love that. I definitely wouldn't have shared that a year ago. Next thing you know, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get uh, Patrick to talk about people at MLB Network. He does not. Like he's still about there, that. so no, that's a little harder. Uh, I can't get in trouble. He can. Uh, Yasmani Grandal, by the way. Ever. Yasmani Grandal is the best catcher in the league. That's my opinion. Okay. Who do you got? Adley, Adley will be better than him. I don't know. It's not <laughs> Gabby Sanchez because every time I go to DraftKings, no, 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 no. I know he's expensive. I gotta so, get no, it. I got. Yeah, I'll be. Too. I'll be back right. tonight. I gotta. I gotta get. I gotta get in. By the way, that that's a good plug. So if if people want to hang out with us, uh, DraftKings is a good way to do that. And you run yeah, contests I'm on every a night. So right now too, tell, by the way, you might not want to play me right now. I'm on a little bit of a heater. Right tell now. the folks. Tell the folks though, if they want to get in and challenge you, how do they do that? At Jabby Burns, hit me up at Jabby Burns, all one word on DraftKings. Add me as a friend and really be ready for your email to get spammed. <laughs> I love it. I love it because even though we haven't, we hadn't had a, a good you get chat in a while. Once sent you, you get all. all of them every every now and then, I'll jump in like a hockey one or something in the middle of the season. But your Knott's Berry Farm account is getting blown. I <laughs> uh, love it. I love it, man. It's it's good catching up with you, Jab. It's uh, Thank it's you, good. Yeah, it's awesome. I'll do this again soon. Uh, yeah. thanks so much for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, if you did, and if June seventh, uh, two thousand twenty, we'll see you again. <laughs> I hope much. <laughs> I hope much sooner than that. Uh, we'll definitely get into a little bit more here. We'll try to be a little bit more better. Uh, a little bit more better. We'll try to do a better job. Um, I'm out of school a little bit here, and like I said, um, you know, well, Zach's got a lot going on, but he'll have some time time at home with Oshi. So when we get that going, we'll drop it. <laughs> That God, Rebecca good. hears this thing. She's going to be so bitter that the daughter's name is Oshie already. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's going to love that. Oh, I'm sending an Oshie jersey now. i got to get it. Send it out. <laughs> I love that. She already got some Orioles gear. So. Oh, I know. Don't worry. Uh, it's coming your way. All right, my friend. Good talking to you. You too, bud. For Jab, I'm Zach. Thanks so much for listening to Baltimore Sports today. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again soon.